We're in the Rolling Toe Show. Uh, it is today, April 6th of 2023. This would be the, I'm going to guess, 875th edition. Probably. <laughs> uh, since 2015. I have no idea how many. And, uh, it just seems like that many. What's that? It just seems like that many. It seems like, yes, it does. Yeah. You know what, I'm going to switch this around. Yeah, so you can now, hear. Now I can hear you much better. Oh, okay. Yeah. I hope everybody can hear me better. I've got my microphone facing the correct direction. And Wouldn't that be the thing if that's all it was this whole time he's talking to the back of the microphone? Maybe. I am still softer spoken no matter what happens. Okay. But but we're here. We're uh, Let's see. We've got a call-in show we call Rolling Toe that we answer your questions on tire wear and handling and alignment and all the, all the important things. <laughs> We've decided that marriage counseling is not our thing, so I'm going to figure out another primary. That there's no divorce involved here. None. Okay. We just decided that maybe marriage counseling isn't our thing. No. Chrome, maybe. Maybe. Chrome, yeah. Um, paint. Uh, I can talk about paint. 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 I don't know anything about it, but I can talk about it. <laughs> you got opinions. Most of the talking heads I've seen on TV lately don't know anything about what they're talking about either. So That's true. Just talk. I guess talking does not require knowledge. No. Except we we have knowledge on a specific range of subjects. We do that are important to our to somebody customers, our listeners. Okay, and many people in the industry in general. And you got a chance to expound on that in Louisville. Louisville, yes, you went we to the trade show. Spent hours and hours and hours talking to people across the trucking spectrum yes. from to Chinese Canadians. equipment distributors to drivers. What other, what other countries were there that you talked to? I didn't, that's, that was a surprise to me. I only actually talked to the Chinese guy. Huh. Okay. Was, uh, maybe a Canadian or two. I can't exactly remember. Uh, no, no other names really uh, uh, representing this year. At least it came up and talked to you. Right. They could have been standing out in the aisle laughing at you and not saying anything and you wouldn't have known it. They, they might have. Okay. <clears throat> so that's, that's, uh, that's just me. But, but you had, our booth was there. Yes. And then right next to our booth was who? That's the one that's always there. The, uh, something about Christian dogs. Okay. Something. All right. And and what about on the other side of you? That, there was that was an investment company from Philadelphia. What about across the aisle from me? Across, well, I don't recall what was. Oh, right, straight across from us was the T-shirt sales, but then catty corner was uh, Pittsburgh Power. Okay. Okay. Pittsburgh Power, and right behind us was T and T. Yeah. Right. Right behind you on the other well, side not, of it. Not directly. We couldn't hit them if we threw balls at the curtain. I see. And it was just a little over, but. On the back side of our... So Jerry's booth was right yes. around from you. Jerry Woodland and the kids. Okay. And and then we had Rocky showed up from Jacksonville. Rocky came from Jacksonville. Shana, Shana and, and Brian came from... Sioux Falls. Brandon, South Dakota. Yeah. And, and, and Big Jim. Big Jim Fowler came down from Michigan. Yeah. <clears throat> and with Jerry there. Yeah. And let's see, I also saw Avery Jones. From Carolina. South Carolina. And, was Brad uh, Walker there? 
What's that? Brad Walker. Brad Walker dropped by. Yes, he did. From Ma- Fort Madison, Iowa. Fort Madison, Iowa, yes. Yeah. Okay. And, um, oh, I'm drawing a blank on the rest, but there were a few others. A few others, okay. <clears throat> and many, many, many drivers. Did we get anybody coming by complaining? No, no. Don't remember. We had one. I, I don't know. See, I didn't actually talk to him. But one well, then I don't want to spread rumors. been to Chad, who couldn't make it, and he'd been to somebody else, and he couldn't get a specific problem solved. But then he went to somebody that bent his axle, uh-huh. and that solved his problem. Well, you know, even a blind squirrel finds an acorn once in a while. I suppose so. Physics is broken every once in a while Okay, to right. solve a problem that shouldn't have been solved. Okay. Okay, very good. But so, yes, and anybody else who wanted to call in certainly could to ask us questions they couldn't ask during the Mid-America Truck Show, and that would be at 855-950-3835. And we have had a couple people already call in. One of them says they can finally hear me. (laughs) Oh, good. Let's talk to them. We'll start with the one at the top. It's rolling toe question. Hello, Mark. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for taking my call. You betcha. I have a question about, I'm in uh, Washington State, and nobody in my local area knows about the angle iron trick on the axle flex uh-huh. Hendrickson suspension. Uh-huh. What do I descri- how do I describe to this shop what kind of angle iron or what the angle iron trick is? Are you laying a piece of angle iron all, all the way across will, the axle? Will you... Will you ex- Will you accept a text message from me? Yes, sir. I have a phone number. Oh, you have it. Is the phone number you called in on your text number? Yes, it is. Okay, so you just you just hang on here, and and Kevin's going to write your number down for me so that we don't give it over the air, so everybody knows what it is. That's fine. And then I am going to send you a couple of pictures and a description of the metal we use. And then you will have the answers for everybody's education. All we're talking about is one and a half inch angle iron. So one and a half on each leg of the angle iron by eighth of an inch thick, an eighth of an inch thick, which is, um, Oh, I forgot what gauge that is. I, I don't know anything about gauge. I can't remember the gauge, but anyway, it's uh, like 16 gauges, one sixteenth thick. So I think this is eight gauge. Okay. So I, I, I'm not I also call, I called Dr. Preload and they're not aware of anybody out clear out on the West coast that has their tool. They said there could be somebody, but they said mostly it's going to be Midwest East coast type people. Is it worth uh-huh. the money to just purchase the Dr. Preload tool so I can do some of my own, even though I, I, no. I mean, I could literally take, no, don't do it. No. Okay. Well, no. I should say if you're, it's it's a number of thousands of dollars to get the yeah, the tool plus just plus over a enough. thousand. Yeah, yeah, I think it was just over a thousand. But the only thing that's a bummer is the tool that would work on my trailer doesn't work on my truck, and it doesn't work on right. the gear axles. So correct, be, you have to get all the different tools, and then you have to get the nuts, and you have to be trained right to do it, which isn't difficult. Okay. But so to recover those costs, you, you've got some work to do. 
All right. And I wouldn't say don't get it because, like you say, there's nobody on the West Coast doing it. Um, okay. But I would probably look to partner with, say, a tire dealer or, or a truck shop that um, that that you could work in. Well, the other the other choice is is you could adjust the bearing the way we adjust the bearing. True. And you can do that yourself without any special tools. You just need a torque wrench. Right. Okay. Is there, is there a spot that I hate to walk into a shop though and say, Hey, this is the way I want you guys to do it because every shop's like, no, 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 no. We know how to do it. You don't need right. to. Yeah. Yeah. We know, you know, That's and you're just subject to whatever guy works on it. I mean, he says, yeah, yeah, it's good. And the next guy might say, Oh no, no, back it off a little. And I mean, that's the frustrating part. And you hate to tell those guys how to do, do their job that they. Right. That's why I recommend you go to one of the MD alignment trained shops on our website, about 200 of them around the country, because at least that we've trained them how to do this. They're familiar with the process. So they won't be surprised or taken aback by somebody trying to say, this is how I want it done. Now, do you yeah, have, I'm in Spokane, do- Washington. So yeah. I'm not saying where you guys have local people. I'm about a hundred miles from Lewiston, which wouldn't be a big deal. I thought you said you had somebody in Lewiston, but they don't advertise yeah. their stuff. Well, Idaho truck sales down there. Yeah, I know them. They're good guys, but I didn't know yeah. they, since they didn't advertise. I didn't know if they did it anymore. No. Well, they just didn't. They just asked not to. It's, it's, it's that's no big deal. They've they've had that equipment for twenty some years, and they know what they're doing. So should I take so, this trailer to them to have the bearings adjusted properly? And I would uh, ask them. I don't know yeah, if they yeah, want the a, trailer it's, there. Yeah, it's a good shop. I I just I'm guessing they just have so much business that they don't want to advertise. Right. Basically, um, yeah, that's, that's what it comes down to. Yeah, they've got right. franchise yeah, just, agreements that they advertise through already, so they don't need us advertising for them too. Is basically that's yeah. the decision that I hear from those companies. I mean, we've got some Kenworth and International and Freightliner dealers on the list, but the manager of the shop just says, I don't want to do anything but the franchise advertising. All right. So the tire wear that I'm seeing is, is, is inner, inner, inner dual, inner rib, all the way closest to the frame. That rib is, is wearing much faster than the rest of the ribs. And then some of my tires have both outer ribs wearing down faster than the center rib. Then I've got one tire that is the second rib in on each rib is wearing down faster than the outer ribs. So I've kind of got a mixture of different wear on this thing, but it is a 53 foot trailer and it's got four axles on it. So some of this could be from scrubbing and hauling heavy weight that I haul. Are these all the same brand and make of tires? Yeah, they're all Falcons. And with the exception of my steer tire on the fourth axle, it's a steerable liftable and that's a double coin, which once it wears out, it'll have a set of Falcons on it. And do you have an automatic inflation system on the trailer? No, I don't. Good. Good. You don't want that. Don't buy one. (laughs) Yeah. If you do anything, get TPMS, TPMS system for them. It it sounds like you've got multiple problems and and I don't think we're going to be able to diagnose them all over the phone here. No, but so, okay. so again, I would suggest that TPMS system because a couple of those problems sound like pressure. Could be inflation. Yeah. And it could be that sometimes it's overinflated and sometimes it's underinflated. 
And, yeah. and maybe that's in comparison to the heavy load or no load that you have at times. Yeah. So what inflation are you trying to run in your trailer tires? I'm running a hundred pounds in these. And then obviously I follow your directions on my steer axle on the semi truck, but pretty okay. much everything's a hundred all the way through. Right, good. You're, you're at the right inflation then. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, um, I sent so, you, so, I, I sent you the pictures in the description of the metal. So when you get off the phone, you should find that. Okay. And then the other question is, do you normally adjust your own bearings or is that something you have somebody else do? I have somebody else do it there again. I think I'm just going to pay a shop in Spokane to just do it, restart out fresh and just re just go through and re adjust everything. And then if there's any kind of weird play, maybe, maybe check into doing new bearings all at the same shot. I don't know. Well, I could send you a chart of how we torque bearings and you could show it to the shop and see if they're willing to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I would really appreciate that. Sure. Okay. All right. Yeah. That would be great. And then the angle iron thing, should I go ahead and start with doing the angle iron first and then maybe on the same trip to the shop, readjust all my trailer bearings? Yeah, I do it all. Find a shop that's willing to do the welding. And and okay. have them do the welding and put and adjust the bearings and get the thing all fixed up. Yeah. Now now remember, this does not have to go to a trailer shop to have the welding done. Any competent welder can do this. Absolutely. This is not real complicated. Okay. Yeah. And then okay, last question. When I, how do I decide or how do I determine whether I should do new bearings and races and all that stuff? I mean, should I maybe consider starting out fresh with fresh bearings and races and then get everything re okay. If you open up the oil cap and there's no metal flowing out with the oil, right. Keep using the bearings. Right. If you can't find use a magnet and if you can't find any metal in the oil, you're okay. Okay. Perfect. All right. Sounds good. Well, I won't let those guys up sell me into anything then. There you go. There you go. All right, guys. Well, thanks a lot. I appreciate your show and first time caller, but I'm getting more comfortable with uh, with this. So call back in the future if I got other questions. Glad awesome. to help you. And by the way, how does Kevin sound? Is he loud enough this time? Yeah, actually, I hear both of you guys perfectly. Good. Thank gotcha. you very much. That's he was he was talking to the backside of the mic all this time. Yeah, I didn't realize oh, there was a back and a front. Yeah, he's exactly the same volume as you, but I just, I'm not listening to the show either. I just called in because I knew <laughs> it's time, time for you guys to be on. So that's yeah, good. You're good. All righty, buddy. Right. Thanks, Thank guys. You. Thanks for calling and good luck yep. and call back anytime you need to. Okay. Bye. Bye. All right. Well, that's a good start to the show. And we got a number more calls. I guess everybody missed us last week and finally got their calls in this week. I'm glad they missed us. This one says he can finally hear us, so let's hear this guy. Hello. How you doing? It's Jets Terrence. Yep, and I'm glad that you got to figure it out. And Mike, <laughs> you're not, you're not. I mean, uh, Kevin, you're not soft-spoken. You're gently speaking, and I can hear you <laughs> a thousand times better. That's so glad because, to be perfectly honest with you guys, it was frustrating because I wanted to hear what you had to say, and then like it was like. You would like kind of fade out, and I just I'm just glad you got it fixed. That's all I got for you guys. Enjoy the show. <laughs> all right, thanks guys. Bye. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Thanks for the call. Yep. All right. All right. So I can speak. 
that's one of the important things coming out of this. And see, I didn't want to hear what you had to say, so I was perfectly happy with it the way it was. You never listened to me anyway. All right, we have another one here. It's Harry talking about, I think it's Harry, it could be Terry or Harry, talking about tire pressure. Hi, it's Harry Terry. Can you hear me? Harry Terry. Yes, we can hear you just fine. Hey, <laughs> hey I wondered about tire inflation. I just yeah. had new steer tires put on my on my Volvo. And I run a 48 yeah. flatbed. Um, I I asked them to put 130 in the steers, yeah. and they would they just wouldn't do it. They just said no. Yeah. And if you put 130 in there, uh, by the time they heat up, you're going to be at 150. So well, so, so what? You know. <laughs> but, but yeah, that's what I told them. And they just refused to do it, and I'm I, I'm finding that. A lot of times when I when I had tried to get somebody else to air my tires, they they'll say no, we can't put one thirty in it. Yep. So yeah, I guess best best option is just do it myself. But then I want to make sure I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. Well, is all right. That, let's let's talk correct? about let's let's talk about the right thing then. Okay. Okay. All right. All tires have a load and inflation chart in the manual that you can look at. And the load and inflation chart says that for a specific size tire with a certain amount of load on it, the engineer says it should have a certain amount of air. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So are you running 295, 75, 225 tires? Uh, I know there are, there are 11s. There are 11s. 24, okay. and, a, 20, 24 and a half are 11s. Yeah. All right, so the numbers might be a little off. I've got the 295s memorized because that's what most of the U.S. runs. So let's say you're running an 11R 24.5. Are you running a 14-ply or a 16-ply? It's a 16. Okay. So on the sidewall of that tire, it will say max load 6,600 pounds or something like that, and it's at 120 PSI cold inflation. Okay. Okay. Did they put 120 in your tire? They would only, I'm sorry, did they what? Did they put 120 PSI in the tire? Well, they'd only do 110. But the sidewall of the tire says they're supposed to have 120. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, you guys are, and it's like the other guy was saying, you know, each shop has their own opinion and, Evidently, these people had their own opinion. Right. Everybody's yeah. got an opinion. I read the manual, okay? There you now, go. The manual also says that if you put that same size tire on your driver trailer tires, trailer axles, that axle can carry 17,000 pounds. And if you divide 17,000 pounds by four tires, each one of those tires is only carrying 4,250 pounds of weight. And your steer axle's carrying right. almost 7,000 pounds of weight. Got it? Yes. Okay. Now, if you have the correct inflation for the load you're carrying, according to the tire chart, those drive and trailer tires only need 70 pounds of air. Now, you don't put 70 pounds back there, do you? No. No. You run 100 back there, don't you? Sure. Because we tried 70 pounds in radial tires when they first came to North America, and we, they were terrible. And over the years, we increased and increased the inflation until we got up somewhere around 100 pounds. Those driving trailer tires started wearing pretty good. 
So they like to be overinflated, and we do that on 16 of the tires on our truck and trailer. Now, the two steer tires, according to the load chart, says if you're going to run 6,600 pounds on it, you're supposed to have a minimum of 120 PSI in it. The rear is supposed to have a minimum of 70 in it. Okay? Now, why would you overinflate 16 of your tires to get good wear and you're afraid to even put the minimum inflation in the steer tires? That's a question that they have not answered. This is just the way they've always done it. Yeah. So, I agree. I can't get tire shops to understand this. They don't want to believe it. The only conclusion I can come up to is if they underinflate the tires, they get to sell you more tires. Right. That's the other thing you can get all hopping mad about is for every five pounds, for every pound that you are underinflated, you lose four times more tire life than every pound that you're overinflated. Right. So don't underflate, always overinflate. And if they're worried, if they're saying, oh, my God, you're going to be 150 pounds when you're at your operating pressure, well, it's not like that was a failure point. The fail point for the tire and rim is closer to 350 pounds. Right. That's when the tire blocks from overinflation. When we're dealing with our cold and operating inflations, we're dealing with the low, very, very low end of pressure that these tires and wheels are capable of. There's no reason to pussyfoot around on it. Just do it. Okay. Does that make all sense to you? That answer your questions? Absolutely. I wish I'd have known all that. I'd have gave a guy a piece of my mind. <laughs> it wouldn't have mattered. He couldn't have absorbed it. <laughs> he wouldn't have absorbed it. That's true. Hey, all right. I appreciate it, guys. Okay. All right, buddy. You have yourself a good day. All right. Okay. We still have people on the line, and if anybody else has any questions, uh, they need to talk no, to we us still, if we, we, No, we don't want more calls. <laughs> means we have to work. 855 950 Three eight three five. That's the number to call. And I got here. That number. Randy wants to talk about trailers and maybe bridges. I don't know. Hello, Randy. Yeah. I hi, Randy. So um, yeah, I'm the driver that gave you the the foul cup. It's just for identification. And uh, but I'm a company driver, and we pull uh, 48 uh, reefers or vans. And mm-hmm. I've noticed that when going over overpasses, you know, bridges and stuff, um, with my tractor trailer, the, the trailer will, it is such a rough joint that the trailer will swing. But I'll look behind me and I'll see it. Is, a, is there another truck that's going to do the exact same thing I did? And so it's going to be either a stupid question or a common sense question. But um, is there something... I'll look to see if they're 53 van or reef or whatever that they're pulling to see if it does the same thing. So it's like, is it just me or is it the roads really that rough? Or, yeah. And, and they are because I notice a lot of states are starting to grind down on the opposite side of the bridges to make sure that when you go over them that you don't bounce. And I've called some counties and states to see, are you aware of this? But and Dave Nemo had, uh, I think, the guy, the DOT on, I think, on, on a Monday. I asked him about, well, you need to call the state for that. But he didn't give me an answer. And so I thought, what is the answer to this? 
you know, my fifth wheel or 48 or this is just crappy roads. I have no idea. This is about. You said you said you've seen other trailers doing the same thing yours is doing. Mm-hmm. Well, no. What I, what I mean by that? So I'll go over it first, or even when I'm when I'm following another truck, I'll see before I get to where he's at. I'm going to see, and I know when I get there. I'm, I'm talking about New Mexico and Arizona, just absolute crap roads. And uh, so before you get to an overpass, or you'll see a pothole, and you'll see when they go over it or they veer. More or less about bridges. And when they go over it, you'll see their trailer swing back and forth. Or the tractor will go back and forth with the swing. But not all the time. But mine seems to be all the time. And I'm just thinking, mm-hmm. is it because of where I've got the trailer on the fifth wheel? Or is it the 48-foot, uh, you know, trailer? Or is it truly just crappy roads? <laughs> Did that make sense? I have no idea what the problem is or how to solve it because... I don't drive a truck. I haven't experienced right. what you're experiencing, so I have no way to contribute to the conversation. Well, my, I guess my question is, what suspension have you got on the trailer? Is it an air ride or is it a spring? I believe it's spring. It's not air ride. I don't. It's not air ride. Where's it come? Okay, yeah. yeah, I believe it's, well, yeah, wait a minute. Maybe it is air ride. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is right. Oh, air ride. Okay. Tip, you know, typical Hendrickson something something. Okay. Yeah. Well, the 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 suspension there. If if you're hitting an overpass and the front wheels are hitting at the at the same time, you should get a hop, but you shouldn't get action. Um, because the it's not like the the left side or right side is coming forward or backward of the other. If yeah. if everything is hitting in the same place, if you hit a pothole only on one side, then yes, you. Because you've changed the the height on one side compared to the other, there's actually a, a longer distance from the front of the swing arm to the, the ground on one side than the other. So it could change direction as you hit, especially a pile. Anything that is an uneven surface, you're. But it should, you know, you should as long as you can recover from it. Everything oh, worked right. Oh yeah, I can right. recover, but. When you got a four wheeler right alongside you, and you see your yeah. trailer all of a sudden come over on their side, it's like, uh oh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and you have to wonder, what am I doing wrong? Why isn't everybody else experiencing this? And what is this trailer? Well, these are different trailers. This is, you know. Oh, so it's not just one trailer that's doing this. Right. No, it's all it's all our company trailers, and I just why do why is, trailers? Am I the only one? And, or just, I don't know. I just thought, is there any answer to this? And I've heard some guys say that, well, maybe where you've got your fifth wheel in the, in the trailer on position causes a rougher ride or more bouncy trailer. I don't know. I just, maybe you might have an answer. Well, there's different suspensions do have more action than other suspensions. Like if it is a spring ride, those do bounce more than an air ride. Air ride is designed to accept those bumps and stay square. So if there are a lot of company trailers, you know, maybe maybe it is spring rides that they've got. Some yeah. companies started going back to them several years ago uh, from the air rides. And air, air ride trailers should ride smoother than 
spring red trailers. And they do ride smoother. Right. So maybe that's maybe that's it. But I think there's also something too about the roads because, like here in Iowa, where they're making it you know wider and stuff, that they are indeed grinding on the opposite side of each uh, bridge overpass, knowing when you hit those, you do bounce. So if, yeah, I just have to wonder. No clue. Couldn't even t- couldn't even guess. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank All you. All right. You have, have a good, good day. conversation. Thank you for calling. You're welcome. All right. All right. So, yeah. Interesting question. <laughs> Mike, <laughs> what's wrong? <laughs> Nothing. Good. All right. Okay. What do we got here? We've got uh, somebody asking, asking about the angle iron that goes on the axles. Now, that, the last one that I asked about that was in Spokane, Washington, as you recall. He was in the, yeah, Northwest. Yes. This yeah. is just a little further down the coast. This is Fresno. Maybe. I've been to Fresno. Maybe. Hello, Harold. <laughs> hey, guys. I just wanted to encourage people that don't haven't put the angle iron on yet to do it ASAP. I've got it on my car carrier. I had it done up there at Iowa Truck and Trailer. And yeah. I've been having car carriers since 2000, and I've always gotten that inside irregular wear after about half of the tires worn down. You start getting that wavy wear, and I put the angle iron on eh, maybe about three months ago, and I think I'm going to get 300,000 miles per tire now, and I think the average car carrier is probably lucky to get 125 to 150. Cool. In order to get that mileage, you're going to have to make sure you're still balanced. The balancers save the tire life at the high range. I've been running the the balance rings for probably 15 or 20 years, but that didn't take that that inside tire wear away. It helped a little bit. But... But the angle iron is, I mean, I go back there and look, and I have one tire. I've got the auto inflation on here, and on one of them, they had put the flow-through tire cap on there, and it wasn't flowing through, so that tire got low, and I've got a little bit of wear on that, but it's not getting worse, and it's on the outside tire, not the inside. So I've had good luck with the air inflation as long as they put it on right, and I usually check it myself, but... One more thing. It's so nice to be able to hear Kevin because it's been torture. <laughs> you guys have been torturing us for months now. <laughs> and all because he's been talking backwards. Right. It was, it was frustrating. <laughs> yeah, it was so frustrating because you could hear you there, but you were so muffled. A lot of times I couldn't. I'd have to turn it way up, and then when Mike would talk, I'd have to turn it down because his was coming in clear. <laughs> You guys, you, 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 you guys are geniuses on what you do, but you got to get this mic deal figured out. Yeah, tell the procrastinators, get the axles done. I wish Cottrell would have the, that option when you buy these things because it would, we had nine one time and it, I mean, it would have saved me, you know, a hundred thousand dollars or so if I'd have done it when I first started hearing you guys talk about it and I just waited until this year to do it. So my, there's another my, solution when you're ordering a trailer. 
you can order it with the older style suspension that actually uses U-bolts to hold the axle. Yeah, axle in place. The HT suspension doesn't right. suffer that problem. Right. You get a I, I, don't, I don't know if that is an option at Cottrell, though. Oh, it well, probably isn't. Possible. They're buying because the lightest weight, lowest cost suspension available, and they wind up with this one. Right. Right. Well, this is a pretty yeah. easy fix, you know, for five or 600 bucks, whatever it cost me to get it done. And it was yeah. a pain on this one because these axles have all kinds of lines on them. So they cut all the zip ties and then get yep. it all in there and get it welded. And the day I went in there, they had a guy that was supposed to do it that didn't come into work. So I had three or four different guys working on it. Took all day, which was, should have been about a three-hour job, but it wasn't. Anyway, I'm I'm so glad I did it. It's it's just it eases my mind to look at my every time I look at them. I think, is it wearing yet? Nope, they're all wearing perfect except for that one that that was my that's fault. Great. So that's great. I'm glad to hear that. That's great. I love hearing that. Uh, I right. just appreciate it. But procrastinators, step up and get it done. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> Thank you, guys. You, buddy. you have a good day. Okay. Yeah, you too. All Bye. Right. That's excellent. That's what I. That's what I want to hear. All right. And that's Iowa Truck and Trailer. Really great guys over there. Um, I know the guy he's talking about that's supposed to do it. It's Chris. He's their usual welder. And he's a really good guy. Really knows what he's doing. He'll take care of it. Okay. Somebody, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know how to read this. We'll put him on the phone. He's on. Hello there. Something about trailer axles. Hello. Me. Hello. Hello. Hi. Yes. Uh, hey. I had this, I'm. I'm gonna fall right in line with a couple other callers about the angle iron on the trailer axles. I've been listening to you guys talk about that for a long time. I've been wanting to do it. Um, I've got a new set of tires waiting on me, and mm-hmm. I'm not gonna put them on until I get this done. The other gentleman that called the first caller, I know you sent him some pictures. Mm-hmm. My question is, when you weld that, do you weld it directly on the very bottom at 6 o'clock? Or no, can it be at 12 we o'clock? Set, we set the angle iron up on top. Okay. 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 Now, we, you've right. got his phone number over there, don't you? Yeah, I do. Here, write his phone number down for me. I'll send him some pictures. Okay. Yeah. And then... I should have done it before I put the tires on that I got. And and I know, I don't know why I didn't do it. But I, I just I, didn't I do know it. why you didn't do it. You were busy. Right. You, well, you got that right. <laughs> you got that. Yeah, you got that right. But, yeah, I've got, I've, I'm going to do it myself. I've, I've got tons and tons of metal and welder and everything, so I'm going to do it myself. Yeah. And now, is it a one piece all the way across the top? Or what if I, what no. if there's a bracket? in the way where right. I can't put it on directly on the top. Correct. So really, this is what we found. So it all went through an evolution. We did it across the whole top between the two axles, between the two suspension brackets and on the outside of the suspension brackets. Actually, I want to say that we started out just putting it in the middle. No, no, the whole thing. Okay, to, across the whole thing. Yep. And it worked. It worked. It got rid of the wear. And then there was a couple of people that, could not put it in the middle. They had pot trailers with an air, big airline underneath, and the axle had a hump in the middle. And they couldn't do that, so they just put the two outside pieces on. And it eliminated the wire. Yes. So we don't really think you need the middle piece, but if you're going to do it, 
might not put it on anyway. Right. Right. It doesn't oh, take much effort. But if you, if you can't put it in the middle, you don't have to. But you do have to put it on the outside. Okay. So the outside piece may only be a foot long then. Right. Uh, four inches? A little longer than that. Right? No. no Not long at all, but it's a little longer very than Very short pieces. Okay. That answers my question. And, yeah, I hope it works. It do. It will. It do. Yep. Yeah, and, so, and I work with a lot of guys. I pull a dump trailer. I do road construction, and I would bet nearly everybody I work with has issues with this tire wear on that inside tire. Well, you're going to put that to them. Yeah, I've I've told them all about doing it, and they look at me like I got three heads. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I'm going to do it, and we'll just see if it works. I I'll I- bet you I'll have everybody doing it. So. Yeah, take a picture of the tire wear that you got before you put it on, put it on, and then in a year, take a picture of it again without the tire wear. That'll be uh, all the proof you'll need. Right. Right. Well, yeah. fantastic. Well, that's what I, my question was, whether to put it top or bottom or what, you know, 6 o'clock or 12 o'clock or whatever. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, well we sent you the pictures, so you should be good. Oh, fantastic. Thanks, guys. All right, buddy. Bye. Bye. Okay. All right. So that was the uh, that was the last of the calls that were coming in. Oh, good. You mean I can take a nap? You can just go ahead. The number to call, if any you had any other questions, is 855-950-3835. If anybody does have any questions or needs to call or something else. Otherwise, yeah, we are... Let's see. Within a few minutes of wrapping up here, what have we? What else have we got going? On? We have we have a terribly busy April and May scheduled. Yeah, we've got we've got people coming in here for training the equipment next week. Right. And the week after that, we've got field reps for Continental Tire and Toyo Tire coming in for training. Right. And I've got to go to Nebraska. In the middle of it. In the middle of that to do a meeting with the fleet over there. Mm-hmm. And um, then the week after that, I've got to go to Uvalde, Texas, and well, spend a week at Continental Tires Proving right. Grounds doing trainings. I'm supposed to be there, but i got a, a terribly important meeting that has to take place in Las Vegas. So, <laughs> You're going to Vegas? Yes. The same time you're at, well, you'll be in Uvalde, which is very nice. Yeah. And I'll be in Vegas. I didn't realize you're going to Vegas. You know, that's why I'm not going to Uvalde. Wow. I was going to go to Uvalde, but this thing in Vegas came up, so I got to go to Vegas. Well, you got to go to Vegas. You got to go to Vegas. Yeah. And then in May, I've got to go to Connecticut and spend a couple of days doing training for tire companies. And then the next week, I have to go to Clinton, Mississippi to do a couple of days of training at a tire manufacturing plant. This is you have a how many tire manufacturing plants are there in Clinton, Mississippi? One that I know. One. So it's probably the one in Clinton, which would be it's Continental. You you have a lot of work you're doing do a lot of work with Continental. Continental yeah. The next two months. So just stacked it all. We've done work intermittently with other tire manufacturers, right. but it seems like 
we start doing work with them and and either the training department or the field service engineers and and things are going good and then all of a sudden the guys that I'm working with get promoted or change jobs or retire and the new guys don't know who I am and the whole thing stops. Right. Now Continental since 1997 I got involved with them and every time somebody's changed jobs they've introduced me to their replacement and we have kept consistent work with them through the whole period of time so approaching what, 25 years, years now yeah been working with them consistently it's been a good relationship yep. 20, yeah over 23 because it was 99 to 2000 there when we when we were working with them at schneider is that correct yes we were yes. at schneider but it was before then that it started ah so yeah. it was in like in 97 when it started with roger long long ago yes 97 till now mm-hmm. all right and we've done periodic work with like peterbilt international truck and kenworth and you know Hold periodically on. we do something with somebody and and sometimes it lasts six months or so and then all of a sudden things change and long long ago right after you wrote the book yeah you started dealing with this ford engineer yeah the ford truck plant yes down in georgia somewhere and Looked like he was going to actually go someplace. He was he was relying on you so much. Yep, and, and then, then it changed. they sold out to Freightliner. Yep, <laughs> and then Freightliner they've been using us on their test fleets. Yes, and, and they don't they don't tell people not to use our equipment, but they're not recommending us. They don't use us on their assembly line because no. we're not really an assembly line system. Not for trucks. Apparently for trailers. We're, we're doing right. it on trailers. Yeah. Wabash is using us at their places and there's others that are doing it. Right. So it, it's a relationship with those manufacturers has been very up, up and down and off and on through the years. Except for Continental. Except for Continental. That's yeah. been consistent. All right. But uh, now we have two calls. So let's see. Uh, oh, no. Okay. We have, now we have one call. So let's see. This one's talking about trailer axle inflation. Okay. Hello, Charlie. Good morning. I'm repeat caller. It's just a different number. Anyway, okay. Okay. this is the old part. Same birthday as your dad. Anyway, you know, famous people. <laughs> so anyway, yep. I'm least the land shark. I mean, land star. And, uh, and I'm thinking about mm-hmm. buying a trailer. I've, uh-huh. I've dealt with the guys in uh, Lancaster a couple times, and they're uh-huh. great. But anyway, yeah. um, um, this trailer apparently had grease seals, grease mm-hmm. grease hubs. Yep. And I spoke to him about if I do get the trailer, take it right down there to Junior, take it right down there, and let them take the wheels off and all this stuff. But mm-hmm. I have a question. I know oil's better than grease, but if the bearings are okay, I mean, I'm going to retire eventually, but I go all over the right. country. So is uh, would it be that much worse if we just check the bearings and keep them greased? Because the guy that owns the trailer right now switched it, but he didn't switch the bearings. There's no reason they to switch it. the bearings. And if it's running good, the bearings are in good shape, and the lube is working, there's no reason to change the lube. Right. Well, no, wait, wait, wait. He switched some to oil, but he didn't change the bearings. Junior was explaining to me there's a different pitch on the bearings. Well, you'd have to ask Junior that. I've never been aware that there's a different bearing. I understood that you can just change the lube and it doesn't matter. But 
if Junior knows something different, then abide by him. Yeah, I know there is such a thing as a barrel-type spindle versus a tapered spindle, but that doesn't affect the lubricant that you use. And then it's a parallel bearing as opposed to a tapered bearing. I don't know that there's different tapers. Right. Okay, that's what he was saying, and maybe he does know about that. Okay. If he knows about it, take his word for it. Yep. Okay, but grease grease shouldn't matter that much if the bearings are grease bearings. No, it doesn't matter as long as it's done right. Yeah, it's not going to be that much improvement to switch to oil, correct? Nope. Nope. Okay. All right, that was that question. Okay. Now, another question is... We charge double for the second question. I know. At the next CMC, I'll pay you, I promise. (laughs) So, I was only at three of them, so... Got it. If there's ever I was in the last one, but if there's ever another one, I'll I'll, I'll be there. So anyway, okay. so better off just monitoring it, not trying to find the trailer with the inflation system. I don't like automatic inflation systems because when we go to fleets and we inspect fleet tire wear problems, we find that twenty five percent of the trailers we check have improper inflation with the automatic inflation system because the system gets plugged or stuck. Right. And until they can reduce that error rate to where you're, you're, you've only got a 10% failure rate or a 5% failure rate, I don't think it's worth the investment in the system. Right. That TPMS yeah. system is, oh, wait, is wait, way wait, better. Wait, wait. But hold what? on a second. First of all, I agree with the inflation systems somewhat because the older style that where the hubs, the uh, the air hose comes out the cap. Yep. That style are a pain in the butt because they're constantly leaking, and then you have to turn it off in a DOT check because they hear the air like making noise. Right. <laughs> And once you right. turn it off, the cops are okay. At the same time, once a cop realizes this, maybe they're going to think that is an early. Okay, so yep. that, I agree with that. The newer systems aren't as bad. But anyway, now, the TPMS, is that the same one that that was years ago? Because I have a system from like eight years ago. If I could, and I have it, I'd have to get new sensors. Is that the same sensor system? Well, TPMS is a generic term for a t- Air pressure monitoring system, TPMS. Okay. There are many All different right. brands of Ttpms Right. All right. Okay. Yeah, but That's yeah, why way. Continental is Continental is where you find those, right? Continental builds their own proprietary ones. Durand makes them. Pressure Pro makes them. There's several different ones. You can buy them on Amazon. You can have them screwed okay. on. You can get them installed yeah. on the wheel. There's lots of different ways to do it. The big point for us is now whether it's the new or old trailer inflation system, the oldest patented item on the whole truck is that Schrader valve. And there's as many as a dozen Schrader valves in a trailer inflation system. So one failure of one Schrader valve could mean that one or two or more tires are not getting the pressure that the light at the front of the trailer is telling you you're getting. It's it's a problem. Okay. It's not a problem when it's new, 
But as it ages, well, you know, you're going to have to compare. I've, I've, I've seen it on trailers with the original tires on it, and trailers aren't even a year old, yeah. and they've still got failures on wheel ends. Yeah, it's a it's a problem, and it doesn't tell you the problem. Yeah. At least with the TPMS system, if you have a failure, you are not getting a signal from that tire, which is something that you can check. Okay. That's my issue. Do the, the halos, they're very I don't like them. That's another automatic inflation system. They've got the same kind of problems. I'm not interested. Okay. All right. Because I've never seen them on a trailer. That's why I was wondering. Okay. Yeah, they can go anywhere, but I, I don't trust them. Right. Well, I'm all, right. all out of uh, I'm all out of the questions, but I don't know if you got the hundred dollar bill with my guests on it because I never won <laughs> nothing the other week. So, and I didn't receive the bill, so no Ferrari for you. Somebody, did somebody get our mail? Think, Is it possible that it somebody suffered it? That could be. Yeah, that could be. <laughs> it was it was the fed up people probably. Okay, that's I mean, it. That's it. Never mind. That's it. Okay. okay. All right. Go. All right, buddy. Thank you have you. yourself a good day. Yeah, thank you. I'm trying. Thank you. Thank Bye. everybody for listening. Bye. And yeah. we will be back next week. Are we going to be back next week? You're not going to be in Vegas. No, no, not until you're in Uvalde. Okay. Well, then we have, we'll be back next week and we'll lie to you some more about whatever we can think of. Right. Next week, we won't be terribly busy. It's the week after that that we both had Continental and Toyo. I don't know if we're going to be available on Thursday. We'll find out. We'll we'll think about it when we get closer. Right. Right. We'll talk to you all next week, and you'll find out then. Thank you very much for listening. Bye.